Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. My name is Kai Graham and welcome to another episode in my podcast, The Parent and Teen Toolbox, which is designed to equip parents and teenagers with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. Hey there. It's a solo episode from me today because I am talking about a topic that is really, really close to my heart. And it is how to deal with the mean girls. As a child, as a teenager, I was bullied quite badly in my first school and also in my second school. Um, And funnily enough, also as an adult as well. And so I have first-hand experience. I have first-hand experience have have been bullied myself, but also being a mum of a daughter who has struggled um, in her teen years with mean girls. And the reason why I am sort of doing the episode today, however, is because more and more of the young girls, the young teenagers that I see are going through the same experiences. They are school refusing, they have increased levels of anxiety, some are self-harming, and they are really, really struggling. And invariably, these struggles are not through studies, not through sort of, you know, school pressures, but through social pressures, through peer pressure, and through basically people being shitty to them. And the people who are being shitty to them are their, air quotes, their friends. And it's hard to negotiate when you are trying to navigate the waters of teenage years, only to be let down, only to be betrayed by your friends. And this is a sort of, I know it's a generalization, but a lot of, you know, I'm finding the majority of the people coming to me are girls on this topic. The guys, the, the, the boys who are coming to me don't really suffer the same sort of problems with friends. Invariably, it's sort of not sure where they're going, not sure where their future lies, but they struggle less with peer pressure and with social problems. That's not to say it doesn't happen, um, but it's how we deal with it, I think. Young boys tend to isolate themselves and withdraw, whereas girls tend to try and ingratiate themselves with Dare I, with the bullies, I'm going to call them bullies because it is. I reckon that bullying is where someone is exerting control over someone else. And these unkind words, these unkind actions, while there may not be any physical scars, there are indeed emotional ones. And especially, you know, the, the, these are getting, these issues are getting worse from my experience due to social media. So I want to talk about this today. And if you're a parent listening to this, it might be worth letting your daughter listen to this episode as well. Because if you are lucky enough that your daughter is communicating with you and speaking to you about these issues, 
she is not likely to listen to terribly much you say because come on let's face it you're her mum and you know nothing haha <laughs> but it's important for kids to realize that it's not their fault and it's actually got nothing to do with them now you might be a parent and you your child isn't telling you about it and and i totally get it because when I found out that my daughter was being bullied, I wanted to wade in. I wanted to, you know, sort of come and confront people. And, you know, no one, no one sort of, I was, I was, I was like a, a lioness with her cubs. I was getting hugely defensive. And Alice was doing, you see, that's why I didn't want to tell you in the first place. But I just want to sort of let you know that this is rife and it's it's going on. So if you are a mum who has seen a change in her daughter and you think, oh, it's just COVID or you think that it's just the sort of school pressures, maybe just dig a little bit deeper. Maybe ask the three questions. If you don't know about my three questions, it's an exercise I have, which is a way of getting information out of your child by talking less. The details are in the show notes. So and there is a podcast episode on that in its entirety. So, so you, you, you can go and search about that. But really what I want to do is explain how we deal with this bullying, but also explaining and, and shedding some light for you or for your daughter so that she understands what's going on. Because I think once we understand the mechanics of this bullying, then actually it sort of helps alleviate some of the pain, not all of it, but it has a less of an impact. Funnily enough, I was speaking to Alice, my daughter, she's now 25. And I said, I'm going to be doing this podcast and tell me what, you know, do you remember when so-and-so was so horrid to you? And do you remember when, you know, we had sleepless nights over someone else and she was going, God, yeah. And I said, so what, what do you remember from it? He said, she said, not very much, actually. And I can remember it as clear as daylight. You know, sort of when she was 13 or 14, she had this group, best friend and they were thick as thieves. They lived in each other's pockets and they spent the whole free time together and those weekends together and they went away and it was just best, best friends. And then suddenly one Monday, Alice was just dumped. She was ostracized. She was sent to Coventry. She was, you know, she was just dumped, literally. It's simple as that. And she didn't know what had happened. She'd just been away for the weekend with this girl. And it was very strange. And we couldn't get to the bottom of it. And, and, and actually still never found out the reason why. But what Alice found was this queen bee. I refer to the ringleader, the, you know, the, the sort of dare I say, the perpetrator as the queen bee, because that's exactly how I see it. And this queen bee sort of started spreading rumours about Alice and, and um, you know, she was, she was just bad-mouthing her. But no one told Alice for a long, long time, so she didn't know what was going on. But her friends were sort of distancing themselves and, and this young queen bee was just sort of being unkind and spreading unfounded rumours, you know, just because she could. And I think the thing is, this is the problem, is what starts happening with girls is that they become a very sort of tight-knit little group and they sort of are, to all intents and purposes, they're terrified of the queen bee in case they get picked on next. So they, they sort of turn into mean girls because they sort of ostracize you know, themselves from 
the person that's being picked on. They no, no longer want to communicate with them either. They're mean to them. They ignore them. They distance themselves, as I've said. And so, and you know, these kids are probably absolutely fine. And I, I sort of try and explain it as they are so blimmin' grateful that they are not the one that's being picked on that actually they sit by and do nothing and they allow this unkind behaviour to happen. And one client sort of came to me just recently and it all kicked off when she was suddenly, and this is why social media is makes it so much easier for queen bees and bullies because this young client was just kicked out of a house party chat. She was no longer in the group. And then people started creating new WhatsApp groups and not including her. So they were able to make plans without her. And it soon became apparent that she wasn't being invited to birthday parties and she wasn't being included in conversations. And so, you know, and, and it, it just, it becomes very, very manipulative. And I think that's the, the, the problem is, is that mums like me want to wade in and want to tell the school and want to, you know, sort of say, are you aware of this? And let's face it, yes, yes, schools do have a duty of care to make sure that there isn't bullying. And nowadays schools all have a bullying policy, but it's not easy because even if someone confronts the queen bee or someone, it, it's they're clever, they're manipulative, they're sly and it's, oh, I don't know what's going on. Just trying to be nice to her, but she's a bit sad, or she got the wrong end of the stick, or it was just a joke. Oh gosh, you know, come along and join us. I don't know what's going on. Why did she think that? We're just trying to be fun and friendly, and it's like it. It just they they turn the tables and they make you look just silly and as though you got the wrong end of the stick. And oh, it was just a bit of fun, and this wasn't intended at all. And yet, behind the scenes, they're sort of manipulating and pulling strings and actually putting fear into the rest of the gang, into the rest of the clique, the rest of the group, so that they tow the party line. And that's what the Queen Bee does. She makes sure that she keeps everyone close to her. And she manipulates people. And these young girls who are also in the clique don't want to be picked on next. So they allow themselves to be manipulated if that makes sense. And I'm sure, you know, I'm probably preaching to the choir if I'm if, if you're a parent listening. Because you will have been through this. I I'm, I'm sure because it's rife. And yet as a teenager going through it, it's hard to understand. It's hard to deal with. And what the girls tend what girls tend to do, whereas I said boys isolate themselves and withdraw from this social group, what girls try and do is they ingratiate themselves. Oh, if only she liked me more, or if only I could ha what do I do to sort of make her like me? Because I'm nice, but oh, I really need to be in this group. I can't be ostracized. Because it's we're hardwired. We are tribal animals. We need to be part of a tribe, part of a gang, part of a group. I mean and to be to be bullied and to be kept out of a group is social suicide and and for young kids this is the be all and end all and yet our kids do not at the minute at this age 13 14 listen it can be older it can be younger um but they don't have the emotional resilience they don't have the coping skills to deal with this kind of meanness, because it can be passive aggressive, it can be very secretive, and woe betide getting adults involved, because again, that just adds insult to injury, and it ostracizes them even more. But 
what I have to explain to my clients when we're going through this is, hang on a minute, this has got nothing to do with you. I want you to go back and look through fresh eyes and look at that queen bee and see what's going on in her own life. Because invariably, the reason why people are bullies is, well, I explained it to my son when he was four and a half, when he too was being picked on. Yes, at four and a half, he was being bullied. And he told me, I remember him sitting on the loo when he was tiny wee, and he was sitting there and sort of shouting and getting cross. And I went in, I said, what's going on here? And he just went, he just didn't know what to say. And he went, so-and-so is being mean to me. And he explained what he'd said and what this so-and-so had said. And I knew exactly why, because I knew what was going on in the home. And I said, sweetheart, it's nothing to do with you. You're a good boy. You're very kind and you're a, you know, you're a, you're a good boy and you haven't done anything wrong. So-and-so is being horrid to you because he's sad inside. And Jack just got it. And he went, oh, oh, so it's not me. And I went, no, no, no. This little boy is being horrid to you because he's sad inside and he doesn't know what to do. So he's trying to make other people sad inside too. And Jack went, oh, okay. And that was fine. And he got it and he understood it. And that is still... To, to this day, you know, I, I, I was bullied at the age of 40, for goodness sake. And, um, you know, I, I say to anyone, you know, it's bullying goes on. It, it, it's, it's the playground might change. The people might change. But the, the semantics and the, you know, and, and, and the reasons behind it and the methods behind it are just the same. Um, you know, the playground might change. And I, I, I was being bullied um, and manipulated and I it, yes it caused me sleepless nights because the, this queen bee when I look back at her her life was a bloody mess but at the time I didn't realize how I got in too deep and I was being manipulated um, and I tried again to ingratiate myself. I tried to sort of make her like me more. I tried to think, you know, what's wrong with me? Why, why, why is she being so horrid? And eventually, um, eventually I just withdrew totally. I, I actually had it out with her and then cut all ties. And still, you know, to this day, I sort of think back about it, but I, I think the thing was is that I finally, it, it, it went on for months and I finally decided to take control again. And I think this is what we need to instill in our daughters is that you do not have to allow someone to steal your magic. You do not have to allow someone to try and control your emotions. And if someone makes you feel crappy, then walk away because... Because it's all about control. It's all about intention, uh, attention. And it's all about queen bees trying to dim your light so they can shine brighter. And um, it can be very wicked. It can be very hurtful. But if you manage to dig deep, if you manage to realize, do you know what? This has got nothing to do with me. 
It is to do with someone else's insecurities. It's to do with someone else, as I said to Jack, feeling sad inside. And then that gives you the power to go, "Uh uh-uh, I'm actually not standing up for this anymore. And it's a matter of putting yourself back in the driving seat. It's a matter of, and I'm, I'm talking now to the young girls who are going through this, it's a matter of dusting yourself down and go, do you know what, I'm better than this. And not to try and get back into the gang and not to try and get into someone's good books because you are way better. And the more you try and get some the queen bee's attention and the more you try and get her to like you, the more she is getting the rewards from it by watching you weaken yourself, if that makes sense. So I need you to hold your head up high. I need you to dig deep and breathe in and, and imagine yourself I say to the, the to the younger kids I speak to, imagine you've got a golden thread from the bottom of your toes right to the top of your head. And when you're walking around, make sure someone's just pulling the top of that golden thread so that you are walking tall. Because the thing is, bullies, boys or girls, they are looking for victims. They are looking for the weakest link because this really is about survival of the fittest. You know, when you see on the nature programs, when you see the wildebeest, when there's, you know, sort of a herd of wildebeest running around and there's a lion looking to pick one off. What does the lion do? Does he go in right in the center? And does he go and find the strongest wildebeest? No, of course he doesn't. What the lion does is it goes for the weakest one, the one that looks the smallest or the one that's limping or the one that's sort of, you know, lowering its head or the one that's looking vulnerable, the one with its target on its back, the one that says, you can pick me because I'm defenseless. And so I want you to put that golden thread from the bottom of your toes to the top of your head and pull it a little bit so you're standing an inch taller. And remember that you are better. You, you are not defenseless. You can take control so that the queen bee can't pick on you. Because what happens is when you suddenly start walking an inch taller, that target on your back goes. You know, if you, if you sort of look around the playground, you know, when you're next there or when you're just, even when you're, even when you're just, you know, because sometimes, you know, if you're not at school or whatever, just people watch and look at the people that are confident and look at the people that are not. And the confidence, the confident ones are the ones that hold their head up high, throw their shoulders back, stand tall and believe in themselves. And you can fake it till you make it. I'll put in the show notes an exercise called Be Your Own Superhero. And it shows you how to do just this, how to stand tall, how to look and feel more like a superhero so that no one is going to pick on you. Because the thing is, is that if the queen bee is trying to manipulate you, trying to make you feel rubbish, trying to make all the other girls laugh at you, trying to make you feel as though you don't belong, trying to make you feel as though you're worthless, trying to make them feel, I don't know, that you're not wearing the right clothes or you don't have the right handbag or look at the way she puts on her makeup or whatever. But if she's trying to make you feel like that and you retaliate, she's won. But if you don't let her press your buttons or to begin with, 
you pretend that she isn't pressing your buttons, then do you know what? She goes looking for a different victim. She goes looking for someone else. And I was chatting to one client the other day, or one client's mum, and she said her daughter is school refusing because of exactly this situation. And yet what the young girl was had presence of mind to say, she said, mum, this happened to someone else. She was being picked on last term. I guess it's just my turn. And whilst that is appalling and inconceivable, the point is that this little girl realized that actually it wasn't it wasn't her fault. It, she was, you know, it wasn't because she was a bad person. It's just because the queen bee had found someone else to pick on. So she had that inner strength to realize, yes, I'm in a crappy situation. Yes, I'm having a horrid time. But do you know what? It's nothing to do with me. And so if you can pull yourself up, put that golden thread running all the way through your body, throw, throw your shoulders back and be the one that exudes confidence. It might not feel like it. I get it. I get that. But if you hold your head high and don't even, you know, if they're sitting at lunch, just even just go somewhere else, go and sort of sit with a different sort of group of people and or or have the inner strength to go and sit on your own. Because what happens then is the queen bee sits there and goes, hang on a minute, what's happening here? And because you are no longer reacting to her meanness and because you are no, are no longer showing her you're concerned, suddenly it's scary for her because her power is going. And I'm afraid, yeah, watch out, it'll get worse before it gets better because that's the way it happens. But if you know to expect it, that's cool. Forewarned is forearmed. You know how to deal with it. But you'll be amazing how quickly she will lose interest and how quickly she'll sort of need to pick on someone else because these groups when, you know, I'm not saying that the problem is, is that I'm not saying that every girl is horrible. Of course I'm not. But this hap this situation happens a lot. Um, and what my experience is, is that when you show that you're not bothered, when you show that you have got better things to do than start playing politics with these, you know, group politics with these girls, that when they realize they are losing power, they need to keep that um, feeling of insecurity in the group so that they don't question the authority of the queen bee. So she will very quickly move from picking on you to making someone else look a bit silly. So it will pass, but sometimes you might just have to hold your ground. But it's all about building the confidence within. It's all about making yourself feel better. So surround yourself with people that make you feel good. Surround yourself with people that don't give you grief. And yes, share your problems with adults. Um, when I, when I, when, when I found out um, with that Alice was being bullied and it happened once or twice, um, I didn't wade in. I didn't um, as much as I wanted to. So it's a matter of sharing with an adult you trust and understanding that you are the better person, try and rise above it. Because as soon as we sort of come down to their level, it turns into a, another power struggle and another, another slanging match. So 
it is worth looking for support or just find girls that are less complicated. Um, I know the thing is that's so easy to say because sometimes the queen bees can be great fun. Sometimes they can be, you know, sort of um, they're very influential. They're usually the ones who... um, dare I say it, and I know this is a generalization, but they usually have the money or the best sort of clothes or the best of something. It's it. This is made so much harder because of Instagram and influencers. I mean, I had one client who was sort of saying, oh, well, you know, so-and-so's got so many followers. And, and you know, even though I don't like her, we all want to be sort of, you know, we all, we all love it when she likes one of our posts because she's so influential. And yet these kids know, they know who the queen bees are and they know that actually... They are, well, not insecure. They know that they're bad news, but they still get drawn to it. And this is the, it's like moths to a flame. And this is the hard thing is the fact that they, they, they hold so much sway, the, the queen bees, because they're the cool ones or they're the whatever ones, whatever, you know, and it's hard to try and break away from the mold. And it's hard to try and be an individual when, what you really want is just to fit in and not stand out too much. And that's the thing. But I was explaining to, um, you know, one girl, the ins and outs of Instagram and what influencers are like. And she said, but do influencers know the, you know, and by influencers, I mean, the, you know, the celebrities or the people who have millions or, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers. She said, do they realize that they're sort of spreading this? And I went, yeah, yeah, that's the worst thing. These people are fully aware that they are dealing and preying on other people's insecurities. So, oh my gosh, I don't have the right bag or, oh my gosh, I don't look that thin or, oh my gosh, I've got to have her eyelashes or, oh my gosh, you know, do you know what I mean? And the thing is, is with influencers, they're making money on this. This isn't because, you know, they don't care about sort of people who are, are, are struggling as a rule. Now, this is, I know this is a generalization. There are many people out there who are caring and who are, um, you know, who, who are very mindful of their followers. But there are, a, there are a brand of people who really don't care. They're in it for the money. They're in it for the security, the, their insecurities. And kids need to try and need, kids need to understand this, that it's all fake and it's all based on insecurities, whether or not you're a, you know, uh, an influencer with 2.3 million followers, or you're the queen bee in a in a sort of group um, at school. It's based on insecurities. If you're being mean, if you are being malicious, if you are being vindictive, and it's based on the very fact that they too are looking for something different because they're feeling sad inside. So armed with that ammunition, armed with that information, Remember that if someone has cut you out of a WhatsApp group, if someone has cut you out of a home party group, if you're not getting invited to certain things, you could indeed be a threat to the Queen Bee's powers. That's the thing. 
if she's you know she's more likely to pick on those people who who threaten she feels threatened by rather than the little weaklings dare I say it who are following suit and 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 um you know sort of following her every word she is spotting people that are likely to question her authority and so in using the power and the numbers of her gang her group her clique or whatever she is trying to um make you look bad it's got nothing to do with you and that's what I want you to remember I need um you know for you to realize that it's it's all about the insecurities of the person in the center of all this who's the one that's sort of making you feel bad so rise above it find that superhero inside find that golden thread and remember to just give it a little tug at the top of your head to make you stand tall to make you feel as though well to make you feel a hundred percent because I know I know what it feels like. I know as a teenager what it feels like. I know what it feels like as a blimmin' 40-year-old. And I know what it feels like as a mum who is witnessing this and seeing her darling daughter lose that sparkle in her eyes because how blimmin' dare they? They are making her feel bad. And that is not allowed in my book. That needs to be stopped. So go to my show notes. I, I'm going to leave um, a couple of resources for you, a couple of exercises to build your inner confidence, to help you stand tall with that golden thread, to help you feel better about yourself, because that's what it's all about. You need to feel better from the inside so that you wrap yourself in whether or not it's a bubble of protection, whether or not you pretend it's a suit of armor of protection, whether or not you've got, you know, whatever you do to repel this negativity so that you can feel good inside. And so that, therefore, the bully is no longer going to be able to pick on you and have an impact. And that, my friend, is where you start getting your control back. And when you start taking action and when you can decide, no, do you know what? This isn't going to happen anymore. I'm going to do something about it. So I'm sending you much, much love. And let's take the power back from the mean girls. Much love. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you found this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share via your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kygraham.com. And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favour, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times. And I believe that it takes a village to raise a child. And we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes. And a good one, by the way. <laughs> because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. And as always, this comes with much love.